With the first pick overall, the New Jersey Devils are proud to select from the U.S. program, Jack Hughes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jersey Joe Corner. It is brought to you by Big Heads Media. It is going to be a great hockey season uh, coming right up. A lot of interesting things. Uh, Anchor.fm will help you uh, start your podcast and get things rolling. It's going to be a lot smoother when you uh, when you get the Anchor app, and it's so much easier to navigate. Even their online website at anchor.fm is very efficient and you can do a lot of great things with it. The Devils win! The Devils win! 5-3 to three in Carolina! They were not careless in Carolina. They win it big time in Carolina and the Devils are... Victorious now in November. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Jersey Joe Corner. And this is your host, Jersey Joe and... Jersey Jim, how's everybody doing today? We're ready. We're ready for a four-game road trip to Western Canada. Isn't it great to touch down in Winnipeg? Yeah, it is. Let's hope we get a better result than we had in the opening night. Well, speaking of touching down, we don't want to let up a touchdown versus the Jets because, well, these ones in Winnipeg do like to get loud, just like when they used to raise Hell Yeah as their old goal song. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, look, the old uh, the uh, MTS Center is one of the loudest buildings in the National Hockey League, and the Devils, it's a tough atmosphere for them to play in that haven't had too much success there in their history. Yeah, or as old coach uh, Peter DeBoer would say, it's a tough building. It is a tough building. It is a very tough building. And it's going to be even a tougher building to play in when you're – I mean, it's tough when you lose players to injuries. But when a guy like Jesper Bratt, who just came back into the lineup and it got hurt and he was playing well, yeah, it's tough to replace him. But, hey, Nikita Gusev's there, and let's see if he can Just Bokvist as well. Yeah, just Bokvist in the lineup as well. He's played well. But Gusev on that line with Zaka and Heischer, I, I like it. We'll be seeing two primetime snipers going at each other tonight. You know, you have Patrick Laine on the Jets, and you have Nikita Gusev coming in, both with very lethal shots. Yeah, and, you know, Laine – Liney's trying to find himself. He's so he's been inconsistent over these last two seasons, but but then again, they've had him up and down the lineup so much that you know if he can settle in, 
on one line and then play his power play position in the Ovechkin slot. That's where he's most dangerous. And usually one of the things that, you know, when I look at uh, Patrick Laine is his, uh, his release and also his snapshot and his one-timer. So <laughs> those are the things that um, Mackenzie Blackwood will have to look forward to if he's in net tonight. And he is in net tonight. So he will be making his third straight start for the Devils. So this tells me, and I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into it. You may have the same thing. To me, it's a sign that Blackwood is the guy now. Well, I I would like to say is that Blackwood, to me, has been the guy since he was called up uh, over a year ago, and he got that big shutout in Boston. And playing big ever since then, you know, despite losing uh, in the relief role against Winnipeg on opening night, and being shellacked against Buffalo, uh, he's, he's, he's really persevered. Absolutely. I mean, he was the reason the Devils won in Carolina. Let's face facts. The Devils kind of looked careless in Carolina, but they didn't come away completely careless. No, but they didn't. They, but they came, they came along strong, as my coworker would say. But they did, you know, have PK go down – right near the crease and tip in a goal. Uh, and PK looked good. Uh, he definitely, and he played good against the Flyers on Friday too. Um, he definitely had much better games. Uh, defensively, you know, they, they locked it down, but Mackenzie Blackwood stood tall. But it seems like, you know, when Pavel Zaka is the way he's playing, he could bring that physical size and finesse that can kind of cancel out the Winnipeg Jets on a four check or getting through the neutral zone. Uh, Winnipeg is one of those teams that loves to play with a big physical, not so much speed, but they want to uh, big brother you. They want to like hold, hold you in your own zone. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see how the jets match up again against the devils because that first night they were on the road and Paul Maurice was trying to put Shifley and Wheeler out against uh, Jack Hughes, which I wouldn't be surprised he does again on home ice. Well, we know Mark Shifley is one of the most underrated uh, forwards, especially in NHL, not named Jack Hughes or, uh, or even Connor McDavid. I mean, he's one of those like value picks in that uh, Winnipeg uh, 2.0 draft. Uh, if I recall, it was in 2011. Yes. That was a really solid pickup from the Barry Colts, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's turned into one of the best players, uh, one of the best centers I've seen in the league uh, since he's called up after the Jets decided, hey, we're going to let you develop for a year or two. And, and then he comes out and... Look, he's he's made that team what they are. He's a dangerous team of Blake Wheeler on his side. He's that top line is scary good and we saw what they did in the first matchup against the Devils. They can come back at any moment. And, you know, speaking of the Barry Colts, um, I would like to remind people that Mackenzie Blackwood did play in Barry and you know, that was where uh, if I remember correctly, that's where uh the Florida Panthers got Ekblad. 
Yes, the Barry Colts got a good uh, good tradition of sending guys to the National Hockey League. And so we look forward to seeing, you know, two alumni from the Barry Colts in, in the Canadian Hockey League, you know, going in tonight. And we look forward to seeing Schneider, who was a former Manitoba Moose uh, that was part of the Vancouver Canucks organization. You know, he's been in that tough building in the MTS Center since then. Yeah, and, you know, the Devils here, they got a big chance to do some damage here on the road. I was talking to a buddy of mine, and we were saying that, you know, if they could get three wins on this road trip, that's really, really good. And also, like, um, speaking of uh, referring to Winnipeg, you know, one of my favorite Simpsons moments is when Bart Simpson leans into the other person's car and smacks the driver, and the driver says, that's it, back to Winnipeg. Why do I say that? Because I think someone in the Devils uh, uh, way up on the flight said, all right, that's it. Time to go to Winnipeg. Yeah, it's time to go to Winnipeg, all right. And, you know, the Jets, they're coming home after a couple games on the road. And they they won back-to-back games in two tough buildings to play in. And they did it in comeback fashion like we saw. And they did it against the Devils on opening night in New Jersey. And it's never fun going in into a place like Winnipeg, especially if you haven't won. And, you know, we turned the calendar November 1st was Friday. Yeah, Devils lost. But if you look at the overall weekend and heading into Winnipeg, Three out of four points isn't too bad. And you look at it this way, like uh, the Devils know what to expect versus Winnipeg. They are going to come out with a revenge and they know what they want to do. It's just a matter of executing it. Um, I would like to think when they go up against Calgary, you know, they want to take it a little bit more serious uh, than, you know, Calgary usually has been, handling them in their own barn. Yeah, it's weird because, you know, the Devils, when they go into this, like, Western Canada road swing, they either do really well or they don't do good at all. And especially, and Calgary's a weird spot because I believe the last couple games that have been played in Calgary, the game has gone to the extra session. And the Devils have picked up. They've either won it or they lost it. And they, but they've always walked away from points with Calgary. And then they always got to go play Edmonton the next night. And it's either they play really good or they don't play well at all. One of the things I noticed about uh, Calgary against Winnipeg uh, during the outdoor game, it always seemed when they had the snow coming down, they were getting some smooth ice out there. But at the same time, they were having a lot of board battles, the old-fashioned school hockey right there. But there were some – questionable calls in that game but maybe there are going to be some favorable calls against both teams tonight maybe there'll be an even an evening play a little bit more but sometimes you get lucky on those bounces when you create traffic yeah that they're definitely two complete different teams and even if you want to throw Edmonton in there or even Vancouver who the devil saw not too long ago they're all four teams are completely different and they're going to play the Jets tonight. Then they go play 
the Calgary. Calgary is a more physical team, especially up front. Than and Winnipeg. Lucic is out. Lucic is serving two games. So he's got two game suspension. So you don't have to worry about him. But, you know, Matthew Kachuk is there. You oh, got to yeah. be careful of those boys. Oh, man. And that goal he scored against Nashville. Unreal. Holy, oh, Jesus. holy cow. Um, but then, you know, you got Sean Monaghan, Johnny Goudreau. Uh, Jersey boy. Yeah, Elias Lindholm on there as well. So, you know, it's two different styles. So you're going to have to play two different ways. And But tonight, you focus tonight on Winnipeg. You go in there, you try to get two points. Um, again, tough place to play. And and the Jets are getting Nathan Bowie back on, on defense. So this is his first game. And the Devils have experienced Nathan Beaulieu because they played him in Buffalo. They played him in Montreal. And Beaulieu is not, you know, a superstar defender, but he can certainly direct plays and, you know, dissect an offense uh, and a defense, you know, being in his own end. So he's he's been a very good veteran throughout the years. Yeah, he has. Um it was unfortunate that he got injured during training camp and couldn't play. But he'll be back tonight, and that bolsters their defense. Neil Piant's been playing well for them as well. Devils saw him in the first night. He scored a goal for the Jets in their comeback victory. And I think it, it's weird because in that first game, you know, Blackwood had to come in for Schneider, and he was cold coming off the bench. Now Blackwood's played two games. And off, over his last five starts, he's had a .908 save percentage. It's still not good, but it's better. And it's, in, he's, and it's he's in the improved. 900s. And he's improving. And if he can continue to prove, now he's got a whole game to see this team. Now he's when got... I, yeah, I was going to say when I – not to cut you off, but usually – No, go I for see, it. When I see Mackenzie Blackwood starting to get in a groove, you, you can tell that his angles are right. He's sharper. He's crisper. Uh, he can really, you know, throw his arms out there. Like, he can move laterally without any hesitation whatsoever. But I do think his angles on his blades are coming along. He's getting in sync. And once he's, you know, focused, laser focused, he can get up to that .910 range in the save department. Yeah. And, you know, now he's got a whole game to see the the Jets. He's got a warm-up to go through. He's going to be in his groove. And like and and with him, it's like any goalie. If they can stop the first couple shots, they get the action, they feel comfortable. Forget it. I mean, yeah, some of the. I mean, the goals that he let up in Carolina were not bad goals. I mean, that Carolina game. I mean, there was a little back and forth, you know, with both teams' defenses, and both teams looked, you know, a little lackadaisical at times, but nothing to discount on the offenses, but. Miles Wood, actually, for the love of Pete, he did get down to the dirty areas on a big bounce from, I, if I believe it was Will Butcher, that yes. hit it off the end boards and it tipped it in. If you remember that gif I put on Twitter, yes. uh, Happy Gilmore, just tap it in. That's just tap it in. And, you know, it's funny because that fourth line since being put together of Simmons, Rooney, and Wood has actually looked really good. Um, you know, I'm – I'm not gonna hold. The, I'm not gonna give Miles with all the praise in the world, but he played a better game, and I think that's because this the leadership of Simmons on that line. Now you have Simmons there doing the physicality part, and he can do all that other stuff, and then Miles Wood can just focus on his game. 
I think one of the last two podcasts I talk about, and I also mentioned off air, is that, you know, the Devils need to tinker that fourth line a little bit. And when I believe John Hayden actually had to see his sister play at University of North Carolina for field hockey. And so uh, he was out for that game, and that made perfect sense why he wasn't in the lineup. And that's why we were able to see Boakvist and we were able to see uh, Simmons on that fourth line. And it really looked really good with Rooney and Wood all on that, that fourth line. And and the thing was, and the thing that stood out to me about the Carolina game, and I don't know, maybe you and I have a different eye. You, we, I, we usually do. But the one thing that I noticed about the game was that the Devils, for having a game the night before, they looked their legs looked really fresh. I do I do think that their their skating legs, their mid season form is starting to come in a lot better. I mean Taylor Hall, I mean he's starting to look like he's participating, but at the same time, um, I'm not sure if he's there uh, for the rest oh. of the season if he's committed. I mean, this is a brotherhood, not a neighborhood. Right, exactly. We talk about earning the B, being a brotherhood. And, you know, the Devils, you know, the Devils will do their thing. And everybody's getting hyped up about all meetings and this and that. And, you know, we're going to talk. But as he mentioned, you know, as he's, the quotes have come out, you know, it's going to – they're going to evaluate the situation. It could take some time. It could take some months. May take to the end of the season, so you know it's just going to be a fluid situation throughout the year. That's going to be the biggest question mark hovering around this team is when are they going to? When is this deal going to get done? If it gets done, and we may have to wait. And I was and I put out an article earlier uh, today um, because on Pox and Pitchforks, I I mentioned that um, the benefit of moving Taylor Hall would be that you would get more out of Nikita Gusev. You'd get more out of Jesper Bokvist. You'd get more out of Brat and all the other existing players in the lineup. And they can gel without, you know, someone, you know, screwing around the locker room, you know, the chemistry. I think if, if that is the case, and eventually, you know, someone did comment below saying, you're not looking at it totally. Uh, if you weren't watching closely, I said, you know what? You know, they got Deming to be a, the person who's going to steal a spot from Schneider. But at the same time, you know, you talked about def- defense not being enough. I said Nikita Zadorov could be a really good piece along with Samuel Girard. That's if Colorado wants to make that play. I mean, they all have been linked there. The Devils have had scouts um, at different games looking at options. And, you know, I, Samuel Girard. I'm actually starting to turn the page on because if there's one guy that Colorado could give up, it would be him because they have, they're not going to give up Bowen Byram and they're not giving up Kale McCarr. So those two guys are not, it's not happening. So you get a guy like Gerard. All right, then it would move, it would move the devil's defense and offense in many different ways. But Zadorov, I mean, you have a big guy that can score on occasions and he can be a real clean hitter. And the Devils haven't had a real good, uh, solid defender since basically Danico and Stevens. But Volchenkov really, you know, wasn't that much of a, of a hard hitter or a big shutdown guy um, when he was done with his Devils tenure. Yeah, and 
you know, like you, like you brought up, you brought up the Ming and the trade that happened Friday. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a depth move for them. You know, AHL. I mean, the the problem is they really didn't have anybody to call up from the Myers. God forbid one of these two guys get hurt. But it it's not like Louis Deming is going to be the savior if he came up and played because I it just he played in front of a good Tampa team last year. And as I talked about last time, it doesn't matter what defensive scheme, what goalies in there. The defensive scheme is not working to protect these goalies from getting shots every night. And I usually like to think that, you know, when the Devils do get that new head coach, I know we've been barking up that tree for so long, but eventually that tree is going to fall down and there's going to be a new one planted. And, you know, just the same. But when we get a new coach, you know, you, you put in a new style of defense to shut down the neutral zone entries and all those other special areas of uh, the other team trying to counterattack you. Um, it would be uh, something that the doubles can shut down other teams and get the, the turnovers and create more offense with players like Heischer and, uh, and Hughes. Yeah. And, you know, the devils did a flip flop, <clears throat> um, you know, with Heischer and Hughes um, today when their lines combinations and I'm not sure. I think I think I would have gone. I I think I would have kept Hughes on on the top line, just because I just think the way you know Heisher and Zaka were playing well together, and add Brad in there, those guys were mixing it up well. And I think you want to protect him from the matchups because you're on the road, and he's been playing well, no doubt, but. It's one of those things when, when you're a coach, you always try to exploit the rookies. And it always seems, you know, the Devils rookies are starting to gel in at the right time, at the right place. Um, they, came, they came together in Carolina, and it seems like, you know, when you go in together with that kind of the 3-1-2 and two record in the past six games, it's not that it, – it shouldn't be too hard, but it is going to be – difficult to win in Winnipeg. Yes, it is. I mean, Winnipeg is a tough place to play. We, we, we outlined it before. Place is going to get loud. You know, they, they love their Jets. I mean, Winnipeg, yes. Have they underperformed this year? Yes, they have. But that's because there has been so much change on that back end. Their offense is great. You have Connor, Connor Hellenbeck's been good. You know, Laurent Brassois, the devil saw opening night. So he stood on it. He played well and made the saves win- when he needed to, and he did the same thing in Vegas when the when the Jets were down three one, so Kyle Connor could score the overtime goal and make it four three. And then Kyle Connor was one of those guys that scored <laughs> on opening night against New Jersey, and he's one of those key guys that you have to, you know, play the puck on because if you're not playing him when he has the puck on his stick, um, it's hard to get the Jets uh, offensive out of your zone. And the Devils have been starting to improve that de- that defensive zone structure a little bit more, but I'm not completely uh, trusting it. I'm not going to go to bed thinking that they're going to shut down every team. No, no, you still got. I mean, the, the the thing that creeps into your head is if they have a one goal lead in that third period, when does is there a mistake? 
is there something that leads to them giving up the lead? And they've pro- they protected it well against Carolina, but and they made the right adjustments to where, okay, this guy needs to be out here taking a face-off late, or that guy needs to be out here to protect the lead. And then it happens, and then bang, they score the empty netter. And they deserve to win that game because they played well. And now go do it, now replicate it. And I'm just wondering, is if is it they, they went from Carolina to Newark to Winnipeg, how much will the travel hurt their play? Sometimes, you know, you know, we just had daylight savings, so we turned the clocks back an hour. Right. And, you know, when you look at the Eastern Standard Time, you go to Manitoba in Winnipeg, you have an hour or less. So, so that's one hour behind. So it's not that big. I mean, but it's just one slight thing that makes you do one thing differently and things kind of get offset a little bit. It's not exactly going to Sweden like Buffalo is. Oh, yeah. But, but really, Buffalo and Tampa. That's going to throw off their schedules very, like very, I don't know, ginormous. Yeah, and and then just real quick, Tampa, um, they're out over there too. <laughs> Victor Hedman's still out. He's day-to-day. He considers himself day-to-day. So we'll see if he's playing at home. It would, would stink for him not to play on his home ice, on his home turf in Sweden. That that's always stinks. So, But, hey, I think I believe Jesper Ratt didn't experience that last year. Didn't, I believe he missed the game in Sweden last year. I think he, could, he had something from yeah. preseason that lingered him from going over. Or no, I think he was over there and he got hit with a puck or something during practice. Yeah. That... And then he had to miss the game. So it stinks because guys look forward to this kind of stuff. So um, hopefully Hedman can go because it's just an opportunity for them to play at home. Especially mar- marketing the game in Sweden. Which in Tampa's got a bunch of Swedes on the team. So that that's good for them. Um, you know, Devils tonight, you know, it's a big one. Um, you know, they're starting to turn a corner, 3-2-1. If you, if you, you know, look at – if you put the game – you know, put games in six-game increments, I guess, whatever. You look at a 3-2-1 over the last six, that's good. You know, three out of four over the weekend. All right, are they starting to turn in the right direction? Maybe keep distance, start picking up points. Let's not blow some leads and just think, all right, if we if we can just start picking away, picking away, maybe they can climb back into it. Is playoffs realistic? Not right now. I'm not going to hold my breath. But, but they, they try to get cl- back to NHL 500. Exactly, and that's that's where you want to be. You want to take all these baby steps. It's like baking a cake, except you're baking a cake in the sense of you know getting back to NHL 500, break above even. And then go from there. Just focus on every game that you are going to play. I just say just focus on the one game and then go from there. It's like a business day. Just focus on the one business day and you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, just do the little things, the little things. And I think that's what they're trying to – I think that's what they're trying to do. And maybe, like I said, maybe expectations were high. But, you know, who knows? And I reposted a bunch of times about how the Devils defensively needed to be improvement. Going back to an article I wrote um, for Last Word on Hockey about their defense. And obviously, you know, everybody tells me, no, duh. It's, you know, obviously it's a concern. It's a weakness. 
but it is starting to get better. And maybe, maybe if the fact that Hines really hasn't changed the pairings too much has allowed these guys to settle in and, and understand what each other can do. And I mean, you know, I remember Tennyson was supposed to be sent down, but that wasn't true. It was a paper move. It was a paper move. So uh, just real quick, didn't want to cut you off there. Uh, but so just to explain people um, with the CBA, you can make paper moves that where a player doesn't have to go physically go down, but on paper he does. And so they brought him back up just for cap purposes. So at the end, so after the trade deadline, if you make these money moves, you can actually go over the cap once the trade deadline passes. It's similar to like baseball when they have the expanded roster, except there's no such thing as an expanded roster in hockey. You bring guys up, but they're never officially on your books. They can be on your books after. That's why you have all these black aces. So it was just a paper move to just show salary movement. There'll be more of that throughout. And usually, you know, we look at through the middle of the season, getting deeper towards December. We we could possibly be seeing, you know, Michael McLeod or Nathan Bashan get called up for these big body games versus like Calgary because they have all that extra physical uh, play. But now I want to touch more on Edmonton. Um, Edmonton, you know, as Will Scouch talked about, Michael Grabner speed, that's called bye-bye speed. And Connor McDavid has just that. And the Devils – I don't know, know if you would call him bye-bye speed. I call it roadrunner speed. Roadrunner speed. Roadrunner speed. Beep, beep. That's it. Did you see that goal last night? Oh, my God. Just Holy cow. He looks like a – he looks like he's just galloping. Like, like He Kevin did Weeks gallop said. at one point. He did. He literally galloped at one point on the ice. I remember, what was it, NHL Network last year showed something from Sportsnet on a highlight reel that um, they measured his speed at, like, something ridiculous, like 25 miles an hour. That's ridiculous. It's, it, that, that, that is bonkers crazy. I mean, if you think about that, that's like, imagine going on your bicycle in a straight line from one end of town to the other with no traffic, just that's, I don't that's even, McDavid. I don't even think I could get my bicycle up to 25 miles per hour. But good, but good luck catching McDavid. That's why you got to play him man to man. And the worst part is you can focus on McDavid, but the guy that is right now leading the team in points and could be the MVP of the league is Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl. He was someone I mentioned um, with Will Scouch uh, on that last uh, episode. Which was really good. Just to throw oh. it out there, people. Check it out. I listened to it. I haven't put it out on Twitter yet, but I'm going to, to do so tonight. I just listened to it uh, today at work. It was really, really good and informative. You guys did an excellent job. Thank you. Well, what I, well I've been following him for quite a while, but uh, to kind of sum it up, like I've always – been doing my own scouting of certain draft players but then at the same time like doing a mixture of genealogy of each player draft out of certain leagues and then dry you had what was it um you also had Erhoff from the del and then you have moritz cider now you have uh tim Stutzle, tim stutzler 
who's this year's uh, Adler Monheim uh, player in the draft, who's in the top 10. And he goes, he's, he's a really good uh, player, but he's not going to be the type of defender that Moritz Sider is as a defenseman. Yeah. I mean, when I first saw Leon Dreisaitl play, was at the World Juniors when he was playing for Germany. And and I was like, this kid's going to be a star in the National Hockey League. And then everybody got on. When he signed a deal, everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, why are we giving him this kind of money this early? He's not better than McDavid. And he's maybe he's not better than McDavid. But you know what? He, but he's, yeah, he's in his own echelon as yeah, a winger. Exactly. And those two guys together are deadly. I mean, Dreisaitl has done so much for Germany since Christian Erhoff has been part of uh, the NHL. And then to, I know we're sticking with the beer garden theme, I call it, because we're sticking with uh, Germany, but also Switzerland. You know, uh, Nico Heischer, you know, he's paved the way for a lot of the Swiss in in that emerging hockey market and he's gotten that big contract, you know, where Ray Shiro knows that his potential is on the uprise. And if you haven't seen a highlight reel of Nico Heischer doing that NHL 20 type stick handling move type goal, that was barred down, baby. That was a beautiful goal the other night against Carolina. But, you know, looking at that Oilers roster, I mean, the Devils, you know, <laughs> and they know what, to expect from this team the i mean you've seen them you've seen them play you know what you know who to stop who not to stop i mean you lost in a shootout to edmonton at at the beginning of the year on home ice and you had a lead multiple leads in that game and there was one point blackwood didn't completely close his pads and and mcdavid tied the game and that was the heartbreaker yeah, McDavid tied the game. So you can't give McDavid chances like that. You can't give Drysaddle chances like that. And you can't put them on the power play because you know what James Neal does when he's on the power play. On the third floor, changing the passwords. All so, right, that's, and, good to know. that's good to know. Uh, yeah, anyways, we're not changing passwords, but we're going to change the way we pass the puck around. Exactly. But um, just thinking about how McDavid is so crafty, he – can make a move looking like he's going to shoot or he's going to decide to take a nice little saucer pass. So you just got, got to think, you know, one step ahead. Yeah. And I mean, look, and you got to love the way, um, you got to look at like the way that, um, you know, Darnell nurse has been playing for them this year. He's dangerous. I mean, the devil saw him in the first game, uh, first time in New Jersey this year, just to come to think of it, man. You you complete your series with Winnipeg and Edmonton and Vancouver this week. That's crazy. And the Devils had good luck against Vancouver. And, you know, Quinn Hughes has been turning it up, you know. And he'll be back. And he's back. points. And, you know, he's going to try and get the last laugh versus Jack. But Jack got the first laugh. Yeah, he did. And, you know, just looking at their, their roster, too. I mean, you know, Bull Horvat, JT Miller. I mean, Elias Pettersson was the – was the first start a week. I mean, this kid is unbelievable what he's doing in his sophomore season for the Vancouver Canucks. I still can't believe, you know, Lou Lamorello um, made that Schneider move at the time, and then it ended up being Bo Horvat. At that time, 
I wasn't so sure who would be picked at number nine if the Devils were picking, but I was so stunned that, you know, we got Schneider at that point. You know, the first few seasons, Schneider's looked good, but Bo Horvat's looking a lot better <laughs> in that move, though. I have to Yeah. Mike Gillis did save Vancouver in that in that move. I mean, yeah, Vancouver. I mean, the, those these kids are playing well, and they they um they have St. Louis at home tonight, and they they're going to be a favorite uh, on home ice tonight uh, against a Blues team that even though they have a a nine three and three record, it's deceptive because they ha- really haven't played that well this year. It seems like the Blues are like, you know. Playing like they're listening to Spitting Chicklets podcast, cracking it up with uh, Ra and um, and Ryan Whitney and all those other guys and uh, Paul Biss and that. Meanwhile, they're getting their butts kicked, playing half and half on the ice. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they've won a lot of their games in overtime, but they know how to win. So that's why that's why they they are, they have a record of nine three three. But the Canucks have a record of nine three and two. On home ice, and they play very, very well on home ice. I do think, you know, going up against Vancouver, whether you get Markstrom or um, Demko, you're you're going in for a, a goaltender matchup. You know, it's going to likely be another low-scoring affair, maybe 3-2, to 2-3, two, 2-1. Two to, two to three, two to one. Who knows? I mean, it's going to be one of those uh, go-see-your-cardiologist-type games. Yeah, and it's an afternoon game um, this upcoming Sunday, so it's it's a four o'clock start our time, which is a one o'clock start out west. So after back to back games in Edmonton and, and Calgary on Thursday and Friday, they have they have Saturday off, and then the Canucks come to town, and the Canucks play Friday night. So. Uh, as well in in uh, Winnipeg, and they also play the night bef- on Thursday, the same night as the Devils in Chicago. So they will be coming home while the Devils will the, be there already. Chicago, what? Th- those are one of my favorite. My other favorite teams is the Chicago Blackhawks. Although they're getting older, but they still have a really good um, young center winger in in Kirby Dahu. I did a little report on. Um, on my YouTube channel uh, during the summer. And we could say officially welcome to the national because I, he does have his, he has recorded his first NHL role this year. That was actually, it was batted right off his kneecap. If yeah. I recall. Correctly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and they, and they said, that's usually not how you dream it as a kid, but no, but that's how you get it as an adult in, in the NHL. Exactly. And, you know, th- those are the things that usually happen. So, but hey, you know what? Hey, you take them as you can get them. To be honest, I hate to say it, it looked like he uh, he did, it did like a a swinging bunt, and then it went right off his leg, right in the net, and it looked like he just got a nice base hit. The way he he flailed. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, it's a, it's, it was a ground ball with eyes that just went in, and and he got and he was called safe, and he scored a big goal right there. <laughs> yeah, he did. For, for all those people who are hungover from the World Series, still, you know, I'm just that's how that um, that Chicago goal remind me of. But I do think the Blackhawks are still going to be one of those teams you just never take lightly, like the way the New York Rangers took the Ottawa Senators uh, last night. And um, Chris Kreider did say that uh, we didn't respect our opponents. 
Yeah, and the thing is, though, those pesky sends, let me tell you something about those pesky sends. It seems no matter no matter how bad they are, how good they are, they seem to always play well against the Rangers. I mean, it's like, you know, the Devils play against, you know, the Rangers. You know, Devils usually get the better end of the Rangers. And it's like, um, I know sticking with the Canadian theme, but um, when the Devils do play Montreal, the Devils and Canadians play each other so well with similar structures that it's usually an even matchup almost unless price is in net and he's in and he's in his groove well it's interesting because i was looking ahead to that get to that schedule when they play the canadians for the first time and it's going to be interesting because both teams have a back-to-back and the canadians are in washington before they play the devils so i'm gonna wonder if i'm wondering if um claude julian says to our old friend keith kincaid go take go show new jersey what you're made of i think i think for the listeners out there, um, as much as I like Kincaid as a backup, I want to see him lit up like avocado <laughs> toast and uh, and creme brulee as my two favorites. Uh, but, however, I want P.K. Subban to live it up in uh, the Bell Center and make the Bell Center ring like a bell. Yeah. And that... have the reverse of Ale Monreal play. Yeah. By local by and Labou by local cast, which is usually their goal song. But I think it's changed. actually they changed it. That's actually their win song now. But uh, but that's a ways off. You know, we still have to go through Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver, and the Canucks are going to look for revenge against the Devils um, because the Devils beat them one nothing, and that was a great goalie matchup between Blackwood and Demko. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it again. I I would like to. Assume that uh, Bo Horvat's going to try and snipe from the point or move a little bit closer, n- closer to the crease, but clo- but but between the point though, because that's usually his hot spot as a shooter. Then you have Edler, who's usually one of those veterans who likes oh. to shoot from low danger. So yeah, usually, usually those guys have those tendencies to score. Yeah, and the Devils can't afford to take penalties against Vancouver. They got lucky last time because the Canucks power play couldn't hit the net to save its life. But this time around, you can't bank on them missing wide-open nets and those posts that they hit, those ones could go in. And Thatcher Demko is one of those kids that, you know, you can't give him any space at any time. You know, watching him for Team USA, you know, (laughs) He looks so calm and cool in net, especially versus Team Canada. But also, like, when he plays in the NHL, I mean, there's more traffic, more size, more speed. Um, the Devils have to make it difficult for every goaltender that they go up against. But you also got to win those board battles like Wayne Simmons has been. And as long as you can do that and Jesper Bokefist can start learning to play a, a more NHL two-way game than he did in Carolina, I think it'll be just fine. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the Devils, they looked, they looked better. Um, they still need to fix some, some things uh, come, you know, the game against Winnipeg tonight, and they're going to have to fix a lot of things that they expect to win in Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver because you, you – yeah, I mean, it would be nice to win, have five wins on the road on this road trip. Um, if you get three more, that would be ideal. Get four wins on a five-game road trip, that would be huge for them. 
uh, especially for a young team. So, you know, we'll see. It It all starts tonight in Winnipeg. You got to come out strong. I mean, that's a bit, you know, it's always the same thing. Come out strong, get pucks deep, make the smart plays, keep it simple. And they did that against Carolina. And I was going to say, you know, Carolina was one of those teams that you just can't, you know, give extra, you know, time and space and rebounds because you, you've seen it before in that game. You know, they were able to capitalize on certain devil's miscues and um, odd man, you know, rushes. You know, it it does show, you know, there's some carelessness being ironed out, but, you know, they looked a lot better. Uh, the devils looked a lot better, but – we, we have to think about the way Blackwood is starting to learn to play with this uh, slightly improved Devils defense scheme. Yeah, he is. He's definitely improving, and he's going to be the reason they win games. Um, and their offense, they have good offense. And, and let's not, not forget about something that we haven't mentioned that was you know a problem at the beginning of the year but has improved because I believe it has scored over the last six games had the Devils have scored a power play goal in those six games, at least one. And it seems the way, you know, like the devil's power play has been clicking ever since that Ranger game. Um, it's, I believe you have to credit Fitzgerald uh, along with Naz Radin and uh, Joff War. I mean, not Joff War. Yeah. I saw him against the Calgary Flames on the uh, other night. Oh my God. I'm yeah. feeling old. I'm feeling old. Just well, you you it. wish you had him still. I wish I wish I had. I would say that the other day. But anyways, hey, uh, what was his name? Oh, uh, Kowalski, not Kowalski. And Greer. Greer, yes. Mike Greer's running the power play, so it it feel it feels odd to see two different faces in two different nights. So I got flashbacks of uh, the good years. Yeah. So I mean, the, the, again, the power plays looked a lot lot better. Um, they're moving and they're spreading things out more. They're not trying to keep things boxed in. I think what helps too is the fact that Vaughn is back on the top unit and Sue Ben's on the second unit, so he's you know he's a little bit more comfortable. I believe when Jack Hughes is out there, you know, with Sammy Vatnin, Sammy Vatnin understands Jack Hughes' style. They they can pass a puck properly, and uh, Sammy Vatnin allows it to go to Severson. Severson can bomb it in whenever he can, you know, just less passes, more shots. I'm not talking about shots like vodka, but I mean, shots on net. Yeah. And he, Subban was shooting the puck more against Carolina and Philly was ripping that bomb. So it was, that was great to see. And you, and he needs to keep doing it. And we just need to see the way, uh, Will Butcher can play, you know, you know, dissect the other team's defense, you know, passing as a really good quarterback and be able to find those open lanes. And if there's a t- time for you to shoot, do it. Don't hesitate. Yeah, just shoot the puck. One of the, co- one of the greatest things my coach has ever said, and maybe that's the way I – because I play the game and play the game, the way I play the game is he said – there's never a bad shot. Just throw the puck on that and good things happen. Or as Wayne Gretzky said, 100% of the shots you miss are the ones you don't take. Yeah, that's just just as good too. And and just throw pucks on that. It could hit somebody to take a bounce off a guy's skate, off a butt. 
It's okay. Mm-hmm. The Devils need those breaks because they haven't gotten them. And we've seen that last year where, you know, someone like Marcus Johansson, you know, tries to pass it to someone and it hits right off that one person skating and it deflects in. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, uh, it's, it's like putt-putt. Yeah. You just get, you just get a, you just get a lucky break, a bad, uh, just a bounce off somebody. <laughs> Puck goes in the net and it changes the game. And like the other night, the Miles Wood goal comes off the end boards, boom, right to him in the net. That's basically the laws of physics in action. Yeah. So the Devils need those things, and you want to have those things because. And if you start winning and you start having the confidence, then you you then you have a belief that hey, all right, now things are turning my way. Now now the bounces are going to go our way instead of when they were losing. It was like why is everything going against us? And you know what? Things are starting to be more positive. <laughs> For this team and you know we want to end this segment on a positive note and I like to think that you know there there should be better improvement versus Winnipeg but uh, I would like to see uh, Blackwood steal a game from Winnipeg I think he can I think he has the ability to do that I mean he proved it against a very good Carolina team even though they were playing on the back end of back-to-backs just like the Devils were but he was still on his game for having played the night before. And so for our listeners out there, uh, we are on many podcasters from Apple Podcasts to Anchor to Podbean and so many others. Uh, Check us out on anchor.fm and also uh, check out our merch on on Big Heads Media. Uh, It's all on there. And uh, we also have a new website, so uh, check it out on our Twitter. Check it out on our Twitter. Check our Twitters out. I'm at Jim Berenger. Uh, lots of posts coming from Last Word on Hockey. I'll uh, be watching a game tonight. I know Joe will certainly be watching a game with me. Uh, not with me, but he'll be watching along. But we will message each other saying Absolutely. I'm watching. I'm watching. So, you know, a lot of outlets. Check us out on Instagram. We'll put some, I put some stuff up there. Um, you want to check me out on Snapchat. I've done a couple of post-game videos to just – you know, just my summary of what happened, um, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, so check that out, too. Um, we're everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Google. Google. YouTube. YouTube. I don't know. Am I missing anything? There, there's a lot more coming our way, and I'm working on Stitcher. Stitcher's coming soon. Cool. And, and before you know it, we'll see you next time. Let's go Devils. Let's go Devils. The Devils win! The Devils win! It's a win in Winnipeg! Gusev scores! Boakvist scores! The Devils win 2-1! to one. Oh, Canada!